0: The quarterback spoke to the media today at the scouting combine and we were listening. Let's get to it.
1: You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I am Jake Arthur, joined as always by the one and only Zach Hicks. Uh, We are reporting to you once again today from the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. Uh, So we finally heard from the quarterbacks. Of course, that's the only thing all of us care about right now in in Colts land until the draft actually happens. Uh, So we we paid special attention to a handful of these guys. uh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker primarily. Uh, Zach also got in touch with some later round guys. Uh, like Dorian Thompson Robinson, Clayton Tune, and Jake Hayner, uh, you guys. If if you haven't seen yet, uh, check out the the Locked On Colts YouTube the channel. Uh, we've got those those media availabilities coming to you guys, so uh, check those out. You can see those in full. We're going to kind of tell you what our our thoughts were on those uh, appearances today. So we'll go ahead and start out with uh, Bryce Young. He was first out to bat. So my first impressions. You know, if you're looking for the the fiery Leader type, you know, general type quarterback. He's probably not your guy. A little little soft spoken. Um, He's definitely a guy who's probably leads by example. Uh, That's the way he gets guys to follow him. Um, But yeah, very soft spoken. Seems like a a nice kid. Uh, But did have you know some some good answers for us out there. He acknowledged, of course. You know, he cannot change his height unless you're going to put him on the torture. Act. But uh, <laughs> he, he said he expects to weigh in here in Indy about 200 pounds and that he thinks he can maintain it. So we'll see. We'll
1: see. He can definitely maintain
0: something, yes. <laughs> you know, around probably like probably more closer to 180 something.
1: But right. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's always going to be a big question for him, especially considering what he played at this past season uh, coming in here at 201, 202, whatever it's not going to change too much outside of, you know, clicking off that RAS box for, for math bomb, you know, yeah. the, the RAS box or whatever, and, and getting that up a little bit, but no, I mean, yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of his quotes and stuff like that. And I saw some of the videos you posted there and mm-hmm. yeah, he does come, he does come off as a really quiet, like smart, kind of, kind of like football nerdy type kid, yeah you know? And I, I think he kind of fits that Shane Steichen style of person, you know, like Shane yeah. Steichen, is very very similar, you know. Mm. Shane Steichen's not going to come out here rah rah and screaming, you know. He's not going to come out here, um, you know, big charismatic type guy or whatever like that. But mm. Shane Steichen's going to sit down, he's going to talk ball, and he's going to sh- tell you about like why it's going to work, why it w- wasn't going to work. Mm. And Bryce Young kind of gave that same sense, you know. Obviously, you couldn't go into the X's and O's and stuff today with him or anything like that. But I bet if you did, you would see him light up, oh yeah, and and really get into it just like Shane Steichen would. So yeah, I think. You know, if you're looking for that football nerd, that quiet football nerd kid who will probably open up down the line mm-hmm. uh, once he gets away from that Nick Saban type uh, type of all, <laughs> type yeah. of uh,
0: system and stuff. A little more jovial uh, setting maybe in the NFL. Right,
1: right. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't have any issues, obviously, with his presser. And, and I liked some of the things he had to say. And I, I really wish we could have just gone more into X's and O's with him because mm-hmm. I think that's really where he's going to shine. But for yeah. today... For all you can do at a combine presser, I didn't. I, I came away liking Bryce Young and, and really enjoying him as a person and as a player. Uh, and and you know, again, if the Colts take him, I'm more than happy.
0: Yeah, I really got the sense that he's a guy that's just gonna chill and focus on his craft. He seems like a really hard worker. And you and I both spoke to one of his tight ends from Alabama, uh, Cameron Latu, today. He he was available for uh, for the press. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, you know, we just talked to to Bryce earlier today. He seems like a really quiet guy. Like, what's he like in the locker room? How is he as a leader? And he said, you know, what what you see is what you get, what you guys saw out there. You know, he's kind of the same with us, but that doesn't mean he's going to shy away from leadership or addressing. He's not going to shy away from addressing things the way he probably feels he wants to do it. Yeah, He's still going to bring things up that needs to be brought up, but it it's not going to be in a domineering tone right and, and let's remember leadership comes in a lot of different styles oh, yeah. uh,
1: Peyton Manning is the guy when things are serious everyone's serious right because when, when he comes in but Andrew Luck yeah. was a guy who was fairly nerdy fairly quiet yeah. very very goofy you know and and people still gravitate to that you know but they mostly gravitate to your play so if your play is great they'll gravitate to it mm-hmm. uh, but Bryce Young seems like a kid who when you're in the film room he's going to be the most talkative one Ever. Yeah. Uh when you're out on the practice field, maybe not as much outside of you know telling you the correct way to line up. But for a lot of guys, that does work. You know, that kind of style works because that's a dude where you always feel like you can rely on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I've I've been around quarterbacks and people in general who are like that. You know, you're not it's not the guy that you may want to share share a beer with, but when you're going to work, that's the guy you can rely oh, on. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I wouldn't write him off for anything. I mean, I don't think anyone is writing him off for being quiet or anything. But mm-hmm. if we start getting stuff being like Bryce Young doesn't have the the grit or the leadership or the mentality to be a leader in the NFL, I think that's preposterous. I mean, yeah. he he came off as a leader to me and just a different type of leader. And and that, that still
0: works in the NFL. Yeah, and I'm sure you're going to – it's fresh in your mind still. That's what they said about Justin Herbert. That was one of the biggest gripes was, you know – is he a leader of men? Does he love football enough? Blah, 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 because he's not the football drill sergeant and he's worked out pretty fine so far. Um, so that, that can't happen. But someone who is uh their, their presser was kind of night and day from Young's was CJ Stroud from Ohio state. Um, I'm not going to say he came off as cocky, but he definitely came off as confident and he commanded the room. Um, right. I think all of us who were there watching him came away like, yeah, this, this guy, like, whether or not, you know, if if he doesn't make it, it's not gonna be for a lack of trying. He's confident. He he seems like he knows what he wants to do to, to make it work. He's a guy that his teammates will fight for. Um, man, and and George Bremer, we you know we've been talking to him a lot today. He said that Stroud's presser came off as a, a 13-minute love letter to Chris Ballard. And man, <laughs> I agree. After after we left that one, I was like, I think the Colts are gonna love CJ Stroud.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause well, when you look at the type of player that Indianapolis likes to draft under Chris Ballard. It is those energetic, like highly motivated type guys, the guys who are fun to be around the party type Mm -hmm. guys, but also the guys who show that they're hungry and show they want it. And and CJ Stroud kind of gave all that today. You know, he showed off the, the the personality that he is, the reason why those teammates love him and they want to play with him uh, while also being a pretty fun laid back guy, you know, that knows what he wants. So, yeah I, I agree with you i think if if i were looking at all these pressers today and saying which personality chris ballard likes the most which mm-hmm. personality best lines up with his love for uh, michael pittman jr and uh shaquille leonard and, and those types of personalities I think it's C.J. Stroud. I think it's C.J. Stroud's the guy who's going to endear himself to the type of locker room Mm -hmm. that Chris Ballard has has already crafted here in Indianapolis. Whether that's good or bad for you guys, (laughs) uh, whether that is good or bad for you guys, I think if you look at this Indianapolis locker room, C.J. Stroud's personality and and mind fits really well with what Chris Ballard has been trying to build for years.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a fun little buzzword we've gotten used to this offseason has been accountability. Uh, And that's something that he seems to bring to the table. You know, he talks about He'll he'll see things on film uh, leading up to a game or whether it's a correction in practice, what have you, that he'll he'll pull guys aside and say, you know, we probably need to fix this. Here's what you can do next time to, to make it a little better and we'll we'll get there. Um, but something I really liked about him, he just kind of described himself as, you know, he he likes to throw guys open. He loves to try and be as accurate as possible. And that shows on his tape. Um, but yeah, he he also described himself as someone who um, he likes to eliminate pressure from the defense before it even starts. Like he 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 says the strength of his identifying like pre snap pressure and things like that, which is awesome and has been something that Colts for the Colts has been pretty clunky the last <laughs> couple of years.
1: Right, right, yeah. No, I, I liked a lot of what he had to say today. I know you were obviously there and I wasn't, but mm. it was a lot a lot of good things that we saw out there from from CJ Stroud. and I think the Colts are gonna love it
0: yep absolutely uh so before we move on to talk about anthony richardson will levis and hendon hooker let's talk about our friends over at built bar if you guys are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories then you've got to try built bar what makes them so good uh well for starters they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate which just makes anything elite and they become they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i am not sure how they do it but the bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros what's even better is that they're healthy just 130 calories four grams of sugar but a whopping 17 grams of protein my friend just go and head out to walmart or sam's club to buy a box today let's do it let's do it um so yeah moving on some of the more polarizing uh actually let's just say it probably the three most polarizing quarterback prospects we discuss on a regular basis this year at least yeah this year this year for sure um Richardson, Will Levis, and and Hendon Hooker, uh-huh. because Hendon Hooker is the guy that like if you say you miss out on your quarterback initially, wait for him in the second or third round, or stack him with someone. You know we've heard a lot of that. Um, you know draft him after drafting your first guy and see how it shakes. Definitely out. not for a team like <laughs> Indy, but no, yeah. for some other teams, I've, I've heard I've <laughs> heard fans pr- present that option. No, but no, yeah, no. I, guys. I know you're not. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> So Anthony Richardson, he was uh, he was probably a little quieter. Did, did he seemed to have uh, just quiet confidence? Is kind of how I saw it. Um, yeah, you know, he he seems like a pretty grounded individual. We've heard today that uh, he's someone who is obsessive at working at his craft as well, which checks a major box for Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard. Um, man, he he, I, I initially I felt he probably wasn't fiery to the point that uh that the colts may like like i thought they would probably want someone who puts out a little more energy because he just has this calm cool collected demeanor about him and you know after just seeing cj stroud you know i kind of i got a different vibe from richardson but no i mean that's that's not going to be every that's not gonna be the most important thing in the world the work ethic will be
1: right right i think the biggest thing i came that i came away with is just like his game Anthony Richardson is a baby. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little fluffy, you know, around the, you know, you gotta, you just gotta iron that out a little bit. Yeah. Like his media stuff,
0: not physically. Cause the guy's chiseled.
1: Himself. No, no. But just in terms of mechanics, in terms of his, his mind and his experience playing on the field. And then also just dealing with media and being that kind of personality. You know, yeah. I think, there's a lot of things to like there. He's a hard work. You can mm-hmm. tell he's hungry. You can tell that he's a bit fiery, but he's, he hides it under this quiet shell. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that you kind of take away from all this is he's just still kind of not ready for a lot of things. You know, even with media, you know, today he said something about how I, he can't catch every ball that he throws. Mm-hmm. And look with the media things you want, honesty, but media gets on you if you're honest and he, he's not experienced enough with media to know that, to mm-hmm. know, Sure, he is 100% right. He can't catch every ball, and those receivers did not do him any favors there at Florida. Well, you don't come out here and say that, Mm. especially when one of those teammates is here in at the combine, (laughs) Uh, even though he shouldn't be here at the combine, he is here at the combine. So uh, yeah, no, I definitely think that he just, he's just really raw in everything. He's raw in being a starter. He's raw in being an NFL prospect. He's raw in being a quarterback on the field. He's raw in dealing with media, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't take away from, this is a kid who has rare traits, rare athleticism, rare ability. And honestly, I think he has a rare mindset from just listening to him today. So do you think you can round out all that raw stuff and get to the rare abilities? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest question. And I still think all those questions are there after today.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he said he wants to be one of the greatest, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, along those lines. And if the work ethic is what we hear it is, then, I mean, he's got a very high ceiling. We know, we know that, uh, someone else who's considered someone with a high ceiling, but maybe like a, a little rough around the edges, uh, Will Levis, He, uh, he was confident his ability as well. You know, he, he was asked, you know, a lot of times top quarterbacks don't throw at the combine and why are you doing it? He said, I have a cannon and I want to show it off. So no shortage of confidence. Didn't didn't want to show it off at the senior bowl, but he wants to show it off here. uh, (laughs) Um, but no, he, uh, I mean, he kinda, he kinda checked off those work ethic and confidence and leadership boxes that the Colts are looking for as well. Uh, you know, he talked about, um, Leadership is a is a big deal to him. You know he wants to lead by example, and then, you know he knows that you know getting into a locker room, he has to earn their trust first, and then he can kind of do that. That's something C.J. Stroud discussed as well. Leadership is a big thing to both of those guys, um, but something I know you're always enamored with when it comes to quarterbacks is mechanics. Yes, and he that's something he's kind of obsessively worked at. I mean, remember when he was at Penn State, he was a wildcat running quarterback Mm -hmm. and now he's he's turned himself into a possible top five draft pick and you know he's he's worked you know building himself from the feet up and i asked him about that as well i said i know you've you've put a lot of attention that what's the plan going forward and he gave me a great answer about you know he he discussed in length you know going from his feet to his his abdominal area everything how it's all going to work together to, to make him a you know, more accurate Chris passer that he'll go into more detail on that. If you guys check out that video I mentioned earlier, uh, we have the Will Levis media availability up uh, so you can check that out. But no, I I generally I, I know his availability kind of rubs some people their wrong way today. Uh, if they just caught certain snippets, they probably thought he came off as cocky. But I was fine with him today. I like quarterbacks who are cocky.
1: You know, yeah. it's just my thing. I, I I feel like a quarterback should be cocky because you're going to be one of the 32 best in the entire world at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be cocky. You're the most one of the most sought out things ever. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I liked Will Levis's availability. There's nothing that really changed my opinion about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I firmly still believe that he's not another Mitch Trubisky or Zach Wilson right. type. But is he much more than that? is the biggest question. And, mm. and that's what he's going to prove in these media things. He's going to prove on the field next year. I do like a lot about him and a lot about his game, but there are a lot of concerns, a lot of real, real concerns about it. Uh, and, and, you know, people, if they already don't like him, we're going to come way even worse yeah. with all this, but yeah, no, I still like Will Levis for what he is. And, and I think he can be something someday. And huh. obviously again, combine media stuff's not going to change it. Uh, but I, I like the mentality. I like, you know, addressing mechanics and talking about being cocky and stuff. I like that stuff, man. I I like a cocky quarterback.
0: Mm -hmm. What what can I say? Yeah, I'd rather the quarterback be cocky about it than just real ho hum and not sure about himself. That's
1: although we're used to Andrew Luck here, so we're we're used to Andrew Luck. So Andrew Luck is pretty sure. But you know, as long I take a cocky quarterback that's confident on the field and trusts their ability than one who is quiet and doesn't trust their ability on the field and plays like it. You know, so uh, I'm I'm all cool with a cocky quarterback. Just obviously, you know, don't go Baker Mayfield levels with it, and we're good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I I know everyone seems to bring this up when it comes to Will Levis. So let me back him up on this. The food stuff, the eating the bananas with the peel and the mayonnaise, the coffee. He did say that's not something he just does. Like, it's just stupid, pranky, silly type stuff that he did with his girlfriend. So rest assured, if he gets drafted by the Colts and you wait on him at a coffee shop, he's not going to want mayo in it, so don't worry about it. Uh, next up is probably the least likely of the bunch to go to the Colts, just because they're going to get their guy immediately. Uh, but Hendon hooker, I loved everything about Hendon hookers media availability. Um, shoot. If, if he wasn't what 25 and had the torn ACL, I would be so down with him being in this mix for, for the top, you know, he, uh, he has the mentality i asked him about leadership and film study and stuff and he said his film study and preparation for any given game the amount of stuff he does is he described it as like ridiculous i think is what he said yeah as a quarterback you you should oh yeah for sure you want that you don't want a guy who you're worried they're playing call of duty instead or like any (laughs) other crap that we've heard in in recent (laughs) recent years but no this this guy is all in his teammates love him. Uh, he's a leader. He's again, he holds people accountable. Uh, he probably gives the Tennessee offense a little too much credit for what he might be able to do in the NFL. We'll see, but I know you've got some opinions on that as well. Uh, yeah. But man, I think you said all the right things. Plus you guys listening out there. I mean, you'll probably love the fact that Peyton Manning is one of his mentors, of course, as a Tennessee quarterback.
1: Yeah. The thing with Hennan Hooker is that the best thing that could ever happen for his stock is Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts yeah. being what he is. And Jalen Hurts basically became a second round pick because one, his personality uh, two, his work ethic and three, that athletic ability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, Hendon Hooker is older and coming from a war scheme and, and not as productive as what J- um, Jalen Hurts was in college, but you're betting on that personality. You're betting on that work ethic. You're betting on that athleticism. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to sell himself as the next Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm not saying he is that level. I'm not saying he can be at that level. But that's the thing he's going to sell himself on. And and I, I knew today just going into that presser that he was going to sell a lot of people that he is that Jalen Hurts because mm-hmm. he is that kind of personality. Now, we've just got to see as it translates to the field next year for whatever team takes him. But, no, he's he's an interesting option, and, and I think he's great personality and, and a good kid and and a good player. So some team, I, I don't think it should be the Colts because they need to take one of these guys high. Uh, but I do think Hennon Hooker is going to be a good quarterback for whatever team gets him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just for those wondering about his, his recovery from the ACL, I think he said he's going to start running again next week and he's projected to make his return to full football stuff around training camp so anyone drafting him it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge concern i mean he'll have a little catching up to do, but being there for training camp is, is pretty big.
1: Right. So, guys, before we all talk, before we talk about some of my targets for the day and guys, I ran around to while Jake was talking to these quarterbacks, we want to talk to you about FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. The midway point of the NBA season has passed, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back for your bet if it doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you you bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, guys, so we're going to talk about some of the players I talked to today because <laughs> uh, I let Jake handle the scrums. Uh, I'm a little claustrophobic. I have some <laughs> some anxiety issues and and uh, I know I would overheat and sweat. And, and, and you know, Jake, Jake is typically in those situations. Oh, we, were, not... <laughs> we were in the
0: mud this morning.
1: Yeah. So Jake was in the mud and and I was running around to the lesser known guys and talking with them. And, you know, I'll, I'll lead this part off with uh, a local kid uh, to talk about. And that's Payne Durham the the purdue tight end mm-hmm. uh i went over there you actually were with me because tight ends were not overlapping with any quarterbacks so i know you are you're going to post some video on pain
0: right yeah i've got a little bit of video before it became a a show about a particular team in the <laughs> <laughs>
1: right right so Payne durham i went over there and talked to him and i think i was the first person to get a question in and the biggest thing was talking about blocking you know because look the the colts need a blocking tight end so bad yeah i know you guys don't want to hear it you guys are all about that pass game it's not sexy to talk about the run game and blocking but Payne durham man he's the best blocking tight end this league in this in this, uh, in this class and he uh, went to purdue you know local kid and and i know that his uh his agency is in india as well so i think there's a lot of ties here to the colts for Payne durham and they need that blocking tight end so what, what did you see with Payne? before i get to my rant on my other dudes here
0: <laughs> no he uh it, it all sounded good to me he takes pride in his blocking and it doesn't seem like he's a. you you want a tight end who is invested in his ability to block and understands that's his strength and isn't trying to go out there and and be the next travis kelsey or something like some guys just gotta know what their strength is and that's how you best help the team and it sounds like uh pain is going to be right along those lines I mean we've we've seen especially last season how valuable a guy like Jack Doyle was who was right. not a star receiving tight end but his bread was just really buttered in the trenches just moving guys making sure Jonathan Taylor could bust those 60 yard runs you know you you need those those blocking tight ends pass game as well um and, and pass blocking so Payne Durham is going to be – he's maybe not Travis Kelsey or any of those guys, but he's going to be valuable to whoever drafts him. Yeah, hoping he's there
1: in round four or five for the Colts, but I think if he has a good combine today, which I think he's going to be moving here soon – or tomorrow is when he'll be running probably. So you guys will – I already hear this before he's uh, running and stuff like that, but yeah, Payne Durham, if he, I'm kind of hoping it's tests a little slower for the Colts and my selfishness, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I did talk to three quarterbacks today. None got none of the guys I want the Colts to take, obviously, because they are taking a guy in the top five. Uh, absolutely not taking a late round guy or a mid round guy, but the three guys I talked to are Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jake Hayner and Clayton Toon. Uh, I only got a couple questions in with these guys, but, I think when you're talking those day three quarterbacks, those kind of late round guys, these three are really promising guys. You know, Clayton Toon, super productive, kind of dual threat guy there at Houston. Uh, Jake Hayner, what the toughest quarterback in this class, uh, a guy who can hang in the pocket and deliver a strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, you know, he's a guy who can run a little bit. He can create after and he got better every year. You know, he was a six year starter. Uh, There at at UCLA, and he just got better and better every single season. Uh, See, there's good players. You know, uh, I I actually asked Jake Hayner and Clayton Toon about uh, who they're working with this offseason. I believe it was Clayton Toon said he's been working with Jordan Palmer. For the last couple of years, the guy who famously works with Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, you guys all know who Jordan Palmer is. He's a huge QB coach. Uh, And then Jake Hayner, he said he's been working with 3 d QB Tom House, uh, Adam Dato, guys that we obviously have heard from time with Andrew Luck and with uh, Carson Wentz recently. So good quarterback prospects. Uh, Maybe the Colts double dip and take one on day three. But if they don't, uh, I do think these are three guys who will be in the league for a minute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if, if you're looking for quality backups who have, like you said, dual abilities, you know, Sam Ellinger is not set in stone. You know, no. we, we've seen what it looks like when you got to throw him in there. So um, the Colts are not just in the quarterback market for a starter. So if they get someone on day three these these are a few pretty good options
1: yeah and the last two guys I'll talk about just I you know I did talk to a couple other guys as well but these two really stood out to me I was just really intrigued by them as people and also their film was pretty good and first one is Marvin Mims from from uh, Oklahoma now the funniest thing is someone was so confident that his (laughs) brother is Denzel Mims (laughs) and they asked him and he was like I'm sorry that's not my brother
0: (laughs) He did say he gets it a lot.
1: Though. He said he gets it a lot. But, uh, man, I don't have that kind of confidence to roll up there and ask that question without even looking it up first. But, you now Marvin Marvin Mims, uh, you know, really dual threat guy who can play in the slot, play on the outside. Maybe not necessarily the big Chris Ballard receiver, but, you know, on day three or late day two, if they want – that slot receiver production that there might be missing with Paris Campbell potentially leaving, mm-hmm. or they want just another outside guy or just a, a good backup for those two spots. I think Marvin Mims, a good player. And, and the other guy I want to talk about is a tight end prospect who late, late in the draft mm-hmm. could be really interesting. And this is uh, Zach Kuntz from old dominion. Now this guy is six foot eight, 253 pounds. He was a hurdle champion in high school hurdle champion high school ran relays to four by 100 relays uh and won you know a lot of things with that as well super athlete super big (laughs) and and uh he's a fun player man i i he kind of is under the radar because it got hurt his senior year here. Uh, so he wasn't able to get on the field and really show out. But oh, I think it was like 75 catches uh, his junior season in 2021. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who I think uh, late in the draft, you're going to get some production out of. So well, t- keep an eye out for Zach Koontz. I think that, I think there's something there.
0: He, he seems intriguing, you know, at that size to be running hurdles and other track events like that, that takes a fluid athlete to be able to do it. Cause some guys are big, but it just, move, they move like it hurts. You know what right. I mean? And, it sounds like that would not be the case for them. You know, Jelani Woods, another guy who has crazy size and really good athleticism. So, you know, we've seen what that can can kind of lead to. We've seen that the Colts like that, obviously. Um, doesn't matter if it's Old Dominion. You know, they they went and grabbed Drew Ogletree out of Youngstown State last year. So, you know, small school doesn't matter if you're big, athletic, got upside. That's one, I think, uh, that's a good point. It's one to, to mark mark for uh, day three of the draft is a possibility.
1: Yep. And last thing I'll say about the guys I talked to before I let Jake closes out here is, uh, I did talk to wide receiver, Jaden Hazelwood out of Arkansas. Now you guys might be thinking, who's that? Or, you know, what were you talking about? Well, Jaden Hazelwood actually caught passes from a Colts player, in uh, in high school and that Colts player is Jelani Woods mm-hmm. at quarterback <laughs> Jelani Woods played quarterback in high school Jaden Hazelwood caught passes from him and and I jokingly you know told him about it and or asked him about it you know what are you what are your thoughts on <laughs> Jelani Woods as a quarterback and what was like catching passes from him mm-hmm. and he said you know he threw rockets back then. I don't know why he made the switch you know <laughs> this is a guy who could have been the best dual threat quarterback in in the country uh but no he he was he was really fun about it and, and it was kind of a blast to just joke around about that with all these media stuff but yeah that, i thought that was a really funny thing to talk about there
0: yeah no that's sometimes at the combine you uh you find some really fun things like we're, we got some more digging to do but i guess reggie wayne's nephew or someone in his his lineage w- was here today too so yeah you know you never never know what kind of stuff like that you'll uncover at uh, at the combine uh but on that note that's it for us everyone we'll be back on monday to catch you up on our thoughts about what happened over the weekend here at the combine and who knows maybe the Colts will Finally announced this uh, this coaching staff.
1: Yeah, for sure. We kind of know who they are, but yeah, it'd be like it'd be nice to get an announcement. Right. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media at Locked On Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks Two on Twitter. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts on YouTube wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your ratings reviews, so give us all uh, all the love whenever you can. And thank you guys for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospect with deep dives into those sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts on and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys next week.